You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 15 minutes after 9 uh, South African time, you are tuning and listening to the discussion. Uh, I just broke, I just broke out now, you know. So, uh, uh, I'm just... I'm just asking the listeners to make me laugh, you know. So uh, I was actually speaking to my beloved Fabila Tulustad, you know. So uh, it's very sad. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Yeah, let's go back to our beloved Fabila Tulustad. Ustad, are you there with me? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. I just want to quote you a beautiful hadith of yeah. the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is the respect? and integrity of a Muslim male and female. Look at this beautiful hadith. This hadith is in Ibn Majah. The insan ki izzat, the respect, the person who said those rotten words has no respect for Islam, he has no respect for ulama, and more so he has no respect for women. Insan ki izzat baytullah se ziyada hai. The respect for insan is more than Baytullah and Kaabatullah. On one occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif. And whilst making tawaf, he addressed the Kaaba and said, listen to the words, A Baytullah, O house of Allah, to kitna azim hai, how mighty you are. Your value and your worth is so great. That on the surface of this earth, Allah has called you His house. How great and respect there is for you. Like in A. Baytullah. Oh, house of Allah. There is one thing. The integrity is more than even you. And what is it? The integrity of the life, wealth, and respect of a human being is far greater than you. And we can't show respect to our sisters. Remember two things in your life, Mulana. Mm-hmm. Take care of your thoughts when you are alone. Mm-hmm. Take care of your thoughts when you are alone. And take care of your words when you are with people. Mulana, this is a national, international platform. Marqas Sahaba, it's heard throughout the world. Exactly, Ustad. Take care of your words when you are with people. But we need a heart. You know when you have a good heart? You help too much. When you have a good heart, you trust too much. When you have a good heart, you give too much. And when you have a good heart, you love too much. <laughs> and in the end, you get hurt too much. 
I see, uh, uh, I see many, many listeners are crying. Many, many listeners are sweating. Many, many listeners are upset. I see that brother blocked us. Actually, the brother that sent that message, he actually blocked us. One person says from uh, Bloemfontein says, uh, Molana Salim, we are in a sick society. Then we want to know why we're going through difficult times. Allah save our ummah. This one says, Molana, that man does not know the meaning of respect. Uh, this one says, Molana Salim Karim, you need to disgrace this man. He's disrespecting our deen. Waliyadu billah. Allahu Akbar. Molana, the, the greatest thing, the greatest thing that a man can do for a woman is to bring her closer to Allah, not himself. The greatest thing a man can do for a woman is to bring her closer to Allah, mm. not to himself. Real love, Bolana, what is real love? Real love means helping each other to attain Jannah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our sisters. Bolana, my daughters, alhamdulillah, three of them are all married. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ameen. Keep them happy and Ameen. children. To have one son, mashallah. You have children also, likewise, our listeners. We've got to be so careful that where are we giving our daughters? To whom are we giving our daughters? Sure. Look at this beautiful hadith of the Prophet. You know, Murana, there are such beautiful women out there. They're not even married six months and the husband passes away in an accident. Mm. Not even one day married, Mona, they're returning from their honeymoon. There's an accident. Both of them are gone or one of them are gone. So many beautiful women out there, Mona, Allah has given them pious children, lovely children. they got beauty that every person will be prepared to marry them once they are divorced mm. or once they become widows. Yeah, Allah. Anybody will say, MashaAllah, I would mm. love to marry her. But look at what she does. She's got small, small children to feed, to educate, and look after. She sacrifices her love, her beauty, mm. her feelings, and says to herself, I've got this amanat. This is the only nishani. This is the only sign. This is the only remembrance I have of my husband is these masoom children. When I look at them, I'm looking at him. Mm. I'm going to sacrifice my life. I'm not going to get married. I'll sacrifice my feelings, my beauty, and anything to grow up and make them stand on their two feet. Allah shall give that woman Jannatul Firqah. And we will take our heads out for those mothers who didn't marry just to make sure that their children are taken care of. They did their best as a single parent. They struggled, Mulana. Mm, mm, they worked day and night from home, home industry, just to earn that extra money. Because, first of all, she's deprived of her inheritance. They don't want to give her inheritance. Mm. Everything is taken away. The car is taken away. Her mahar is taken away. Everything is taken away. On the lighter note, see, Mulana, as I said to you, one lady got married, the girl mm -hmm. got married, and when she was at her mother's home, she was a chatterbox. When she got married, her mother said, Betty, when you're going to this home of yours, your in-laws, keep quiet, don't talk too much. 
So the mother-in-law is very interested. Next morning, she engages the daughter-in-law in some discussion. Mm. And the daughter-in-law is mum. She's not saying a word. One day, two days, three days. The third day, the mother-in-law also got frustrated mm. and said, but baby, why aren't you talking? Mm. Why don't you ask me anything? So she said, okay, since you're insisting, I know this is going to be a little joke, but this is the reality, Morana. This is how the thinking of society is. So... The daughter-in-law said, Mommy, can I ask you a question now that you're forcing me to ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Because what happens in society today, Morana? Once the, the son passes away, the father-in-law now becomes the controller. Mm, 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 mm. She can't go here, she can't do this. Morana, once her index is over four months and ten days, she's a widow. Her index is four months and ten days. She's a free woman. No, the mother-in-law will still have a hold. That the father-in-law will still have a hold, and they will tell her, "You won't inherit if you get married to another man." What great injustice this is, brother! is over. She's a free woman. She can move on with her life. Why deprive her of her? No, but the father-in-law has got the final say. I've, I've dealt with two, three cases like this, brother. A poor girl wants to get married. She's young. This wonderful proposal that has come. Yeah, people will give her a decent home and her children. You can still have access to your grandchildren. Nobody can take that nisbet away. That relationship, that is your son's or your, 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 your son's children. Nobody can take that away. But give the person a chance to love. But this is another musibat, Mohana. That poor lady, yes, that's why in India... Some of the tradition is when the husband is being burnt on the fire, the woman just jumps into the fire and she gets burnt. Yeah. Because they know how they will be ill-treated by the in-laws, by the family. It's a Hindu tradition. I don't think they do it anymore, but previously this would happen because this was how they were treated like animals once the husband died. Mm. But Islam mm. says no. Islam has given integrity to a woman. Once your husband passed away, you serve your idzat. You are a free person, alhamdulillah. You can remarry, inshallah. You can live your life. Or if you want to look after your children and not marry, it's your choice. So, Ustad, uh, would you suggest, since, uh, you know, everyone is, uh, I mean, listening to the program, people are very, very hard. So I'm also hard. So I see many, many questions are in, Ustad. I don't even know which one I must read first. One says here, I like to be anonymous. I know of widows being abused by our Muslims society men. They help the widows and take advantage of them because they provide for them. That's one. Uh, one from overseas. Uh, UK says, uh, Molana Salim Karim, as a young widow, is it advisable to remarry even though I have kids? Will another man accept my kids or should I sacrifice my youth for my kids? So that's what I wanted to ask you, Ustad. Uh, to all our beautiful sisters out there who are widows, would you suggest, Ustad, for them to get married again or not? I mean, I mean, listen to this one, Ustad. I had to remove my parda, my niqab, just to get help from my ex-in-laws after my husband passed away. And I had to do it. Ustad, come on. Mara, this is what I'm saying. You lose self-respect and you've got no sharam and haya, then you are worse than an animal. You can do anything you can do. The advice that will go to the sisters who is young, she's got children and she's a widow, 
the directive in Islam in Sharia, the Rasuli Wasallam said, give priority to the divorcee and to a woman who's a widow. Mm-hmm. Because they've already gone through the mill. They know exactly what marriage is all about and what it entails. To save the community, the society, to maintain the izzat, the integrity, inshallah, it is absurd, virtuous for that woman to marry. Even if she has children, because Sharia has given you many, many ways of how to look up who has the right, who has the right of custody, who has the right to look after the children. Mm. That can be discussed. Mother Mufti Saab will explain to you the rules of Sharia, you know, as far as the visiting rights of the children, the responsibility when the child becomes balik, mm. to whom does the child go? Does it go to the father? Does it go to the mother? Does it go to the dada or daddy? Or does it go to the nana, nani, if there's no other aunties? There's lots of rules and masai. Inshallah, that can be discussed. Mufti Saab, inshallah, The question the sister is asking, and I would say in this zamana, the time that we are going through now, it is absurd for you to get married because there's only two things that will protect you. One is a husband. Mm-hmm. Once you are married, Marana, no man will interfere with you because they know that this is somebody's wife. Yes, you get those rotten men who have no sharam and haya. Mm. They flirt with women. She can, they can see that the lady is in hijab. They can see that she is with her children, but they will pass remarks. But... As I said to you, Mona, in this zamana, if the sister is asking the question, even if she has Masum children, inshallah, we can make arrangements. And the person that she marries, and I always say this to the sisters, when you are getting married to somebody who's got children, vice versa, mm-hmm. it's one package. Don't tell me mm-hmm. that I'm marrying you and I'm not marrying your children. Yes, Ustaz. You cannot separate a mother from a child, Mona. Mm. This is zulm. This is a born from a womb, Mulana. Mm. How would that mother feel? That, yeah, and now I'm married and now I'm, I'm, I'm separated from my children. My kids cannot come here. They cannot do anything. I cannot show love to them. I cannot go to my kids because this man is so selfish. He wants me for himself, only for lust. Astaghfirullah. No, 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 mm. So that's why for the sisters, the second important thing, when you're getting married, please tell the gentleman that, inshallah, if you marry me, you take me with my children. Yes, the father of my children will be responsible for their maintenance. If you want to look after them and treat them like your own, alhamdulillah. But there is no obligation on you to financially look after my children. It's the duty of the father. He is alive. If the father is not there, the grandparents are there to look after this child. It's not your duty. So yes, You are my husband. You look after me. But so alhamdulillah, they are such husbands. Subhanallah. They say to the woman, your children are my children. Mashallah. They love them. You know, mm. how must I say? With all their heart. Mm. But there are some men who are so cruel, Manana. The way they treat those children, because it's not their own. You know, when Hadrat Umm Salma, radiallahu ta'ala, when she, her husband passed away, she loved her husband. She cried. And somebody said to her, you know, there's a dua of Rasulullah. Read it. Allahumma ajurni fi musibati wa khalufli khayram minha. Oh, Allah, reward me in my test and trial and grant me a better replacement. After her that four months and ten days, guess who comes to propose for her? Mm. None other than. Mm. Allah, give me a better replacement. 
So then she said to Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm old. I'm also very cheeky. She used to uh, tan leather. She used to work very hard. And she said to Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, I'm very cheeky. I may say something and I may upset you. Rasulullah just smiled at her. And the second thing she said, Yo, I have children. I don't know whether you're going to accept my children or not. Mm. See the words of Rahmatullil Your children are my children. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah. Your children are my children. What example for the world, Mulan? Yes, Ustad. So, Ustad, you know, it's 28 minutes to, to, to 10. Somebody says here, uh, women have more support as widows. Mulana Salim. We as men, we as men don't. I lost my wife just after three years of marriage. We had just buried her. Her body hadn't even become cold. Yet the so-called brothers were already trying to get me to remarry. It's been six years and I still can't forget about her and move on. No other woman will ever replace her. Anonymous brother, Ustad. Well, now this is also a very big problem in society. Uh-huh. And I think I'm going to raise it now. Uh-huh. You see, when the wife passes away, uh-huh. and the husband is in his 50s, 60s, and yet maybe the husband is much uh, younger, uh-huh. And when the father decides that I want to remarry, his sons and daughters pick up a big fuss. No, stop. Come on. At that age. Wait, Marana, just hold on. You can ask the brothers there, inshallah, on your, on your system. You'll see what reply you're going to get right now. That the children say that, Daddy, you can't get married. You cannot bring another mother yet. Ya Allah. We won't accept her. We won't treat her well. If I'm lying, Moana, put it onto the system and see what answer you get. Mm, mm, this is mm. some of the arguments the children bring when the father says that I need to settle down. Moana, how far, how long can a daughter look after her father? See, she's married. She's mm. somebody else's property now. Here we go. My name is Ustad. My name is Idris. I'm 66 years old, and my three daughters are against me of getting married. There we go. Yes, it. I'm just saying. Yeah, Allah. Ya Allah. This is so unfair, Molana, that, you know, you need companionship, yet nobody can replace your wife, Molana. Nobody, wallahi, nobody can replace your wife. But as an insan, as a husband, as a man, I need a companion. I need someone to cook for me. Mm. I need uh, somebody's shoulder to cry on when I'm sick. Somebody needs to bath me. I don't have anybody. I'm bedridden. Molana, I'm diabetic. I'm in an accident. Mm. Who's going to bath? You expect... The daughter to come and bath the father, touch the sutter, yeah, clean Allah. the body, which is haram for her to look at the sutter Astag- of her father. Astaghfirullah. Hmm. I had one sister, and she said, Mana, I have three brothers. My father was in bed. There was no one, no one to bath him. I used to take him in the bathroom, cover him with a, a lungi, and bath him. Mana, a daughter, and his three sons, they enjoying the father's money. They took everything, but they couldn't bath their father. Yeah, the daughter is passing the father. Go on to your screen, Morana, you'll hear that now. Mm. This is another musibat that we are having in society, Morana, that the children are becoming selfish. And they make it very clear, and there's a big fight with the father. Mm. But we don't want you to get married, you just stay like this. We'll send the food. Morana, I don't need only food, Morana. I need rest, I need love, I need compassion, 
I need my sexual needs to be fulfilled. I do not want to commit zina. I don't want to do haram. I want to be ba iman and I want to be ba haya. And what I'm doing and asking is the sunnah of Rasulullah. Rasulullah encouraged that widows should get married, widowers should get married. Now, why are the children being selfish? You having a good life, you enjoying yourself, and your father has to suffer. Does this make sense? Mm. No, no, it's sad. Mm. Yes, that uh, men have problems, widows, widowers, yes. Uh, we really don't take care of them or we don't mm. worry about them. Yes. You know, Mulana, there was a janaza that was going, and a person was walking behind the janaza, and he was hysterical and was crying. But somebody tapped him on the back and said, Sabku jana hai. Everybody has to leave this world. Why are you so emotional? You know what that person said? Mm. This is the janaza of my wife. She was not only my wife, mm. she was like a mother to me, and I will never get a replacement. Mm. No, you can't live. La Rahbani Islam. There's no room for celibacy. That you say, I don't want to get married. Gee, marriage is a big problem. This, that. Rasulullah encouraged the Ummah to get married. Especially the widows, the divorcees, to get married. What was that? How you preserve respect, haya, and modesty in society. You know, you know, you know, was that maybe. Maybe some of us, I don't think we know, we know uh, Dean Islam Ustad. I, I don't think, because, well, why is that beautiful word you're giving of advice? Listen to this one, Ustad. Um, Molana Salim is speaking the truth, you know, and I'm not shy to say this. My name is Farooq. I'm 71 years old. I lost my wife when I was 51 years old. And eventually, Molana Salim, after 11 years of that, for companionship, I remarried. But my four children did not like the idea. They ended up hitting my second wife, and eventually she left me. Today, I'm all alone. I'm 71 years old. Come on, Ustad. Where is our Iman? Where is our Deen, Ustad? Be good to your parents. Don't say off to them. The sign of Qiyamah is that we will show disrespect to our parents. We'll give preference to our wives over our parents. This is what's happening. As I said earlier on, Monana, in old age, I don't have time. You know, we use this rotten word. Mm-hmm. The bali is too old now. The bali. Yes, yes. That's our father. The timer. This old man here, this bali here is old. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. Is this the zamana that we are seeing? Allah, Allah protect us, Mulana. We have no respect. He is an individual, Mulana. He has needs. He has desire. And Allah has given him open permission in the Quran. Directed from Rasulullah, all he wants is a support. He wants somebody to give him du'as and say, Subhanallah, Daddy, you are doing the right thing. Because the daughter nor the son can ever serve the father like how a wife does. Mulana. It's not negotiable. Mm. That is why it's important for the elderly widowers, inshallah, to settle down. Children, respect the wishes of your parents. See, they gave you the best marriage. They supported you. They did everything for your marriage so that you could be happy. Don't you want to make your parents happy? Are you selfish? Because no, 
The second wife is going to come, the new wife, she'll take all the money away, she'll take all the business away. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajim. Is this the reason? Mm. Nothing else, Mulana, it's about money. Our shares will get less. We won't have money. The wife will eat up all the money. Allah wa Akbar. Mulana, these checks and balances, inshaAllah, this is equality in Islam. Shariat has given us the tariqah of how inheritance has to be distributed. See? It's in Allah. So what's the fear? We have to do what Allah wants us to do. So yes, Murana, the widows also, they also have it tough in society. Who said you think it's important to, 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 to write a will out for all our beloved, uh, you know, of course, now the widows, for all the widows out there, for all our husbands who are alive, do you think it's important to write a will out? Allah forbid tomorrow I could have meet up in a car accident. And what happens to my wife? What happened to my kids? Who start? I see somebody says here, uh, I'm sorry, Mulana Salim, but I don't have anything against widows. My mom is a widow. I had a bad experience. A friend of mine lost her husband. So I convinced my husband to help taking her kids to the masjid. Within time, she stole my husband. He divorced me and left me for her. Husband of Stad. I didn't share that question. You said, uh, I think something went wrong with the phone. Uh, I, 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 can you hear me again, Ustad? Can you hear me? Gee, I can now. It says, I don't have anything against widows, Mulana Salim. My mom is a widow. I had a bad experience. A friend of mine lost her husband. So I convinced my husband to help taking a kids to the masjid. Within time, she stole my husband. He divorced me and left me for her. Ustad. Well, as I said to you, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam has given us directives that if you, you know, you see, also, Murana, we must not manipulate. This is another problem, Murana. When you come to help mm. somebody, inshallah, we must follow the rules of hijab, number one. We must follow the rules of entering somebody's home. To what limit or to what extent can I be friends or I can help? Yeah, alhamdulillah, the intentions were noble in the beginning. Mm. But then when you give your husband that freedom, no, she's a widow, she needs help, go there and... Whenever you go, you go with your wife. You don't go alone. It's haram. Because if two people sit together, shaitan is the third one to make fitna. He'll make sure that you commit zina. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forbidden us. Do not sit alone with a woman. So if you wanted to help, then inshallah you go. It's not necessary for me to be all the time. Send your wife to go and give her. You don't have to go personally. It's sad, Murana, sometimes people take advantage. You try to be good to them, and they stab you from the back. Yes, Murana, that's also happening in society. You try to be good to people, but unfortunately, they take advantage of your good nature, and they stab you, and they make a hole in the same spot that feeds them. Mm, mm, so we need to take, you know, precaution. There should be checks and balances. There's help, but within limits and within the hudud of Sharia. Mm. As a 16-year-old orphan, uh, having my father passing away, at such a young age, and leaving the business behind, Mulana Hati and Mulana Salim, can I step in and make decisions? As my uncles have informed, this is not allowed in Islam, and I should hand it all over to the next elder. No, I don't think that's permissible, Ustad. I don't know. I'm asking you, Ustad. Okay, let's let understand this, Mulana. Uh-huh. Who is a yatim? A yatim is that young lady or young man, boy or uh-huh. girl. Uh-huh lost both their parents or either one of their parents before they became Balikh. Indeed. 
that is called yatim. Uh-huh. You are badir, you cannot be called a yatim. A lot of people say, you know, I'm 40 years old, but I'm some yatim here. Mm. Okay, technically you can say because I don't have my parents, they are late. Indeed. But in terms of sharia, who do you classify a yatim? A yatim is those children who lose their parents, both of them, or either one of them in infancy. They are classified as yatim. Once they become baligh, alhamdulillah, they are classified as baligh. They have the right to interact. They have a right to do business. They have a right to ownership. If they have aql and they have intelligence mm-hmm. to conduct themselves, mashallah, you form a family trust or alhamdulillah, they are checks and balances that we put in because, yes, some of them don't have the intellect mm-hmm. to act with big sums of money, run big, big businesses. But if you're asking, can that son take over the business? Yes. Can he be part and parcel of the business? Yes. Mm. Can he advise in the business? Yes. Mm. yes. He needs guidance. He needs somebody to oversee him mm. because he's still young. He's still fresh. He's got things to learn. But does he have right in terms of serious? Yes. You cannot stop him from doing anything long as he makes mashura with the elders of the family. Mm. It is his haq. I mean, he's the inheritor. He's the son. He'll get the most amount of shit. Most probably he will be the executor because mm. his value, his understanding, he has some idea. Yes, if the, the youngster is not very intellect, maybe has some mental capacity weaknesses, he is not so sharp and witty, there's a possible of him uh, making wrong decisions in the business, then yes, then inshallah we need to safeguard him and to safeguard the business. Inshallah we have... Uh, a team of ulama or family members, elders, to be part in part of. But mm. as an individual, he has a hafman. You can't stop him from interacting. Well, so let's go to Mauritius, right? Uh, to Mauritius. Uh, I know there's a question, okay. But anyway, let's go first to Mauritius. Then in the, uh, the next question I'll be posing, we'll start to, from Mayfair West. Let's go to Mauritius. Maybe Ustad could give us point one, point two, point three in in uh, in a form, in, in formative, right? It says here, as a widow in Islam, what are my rights amongst family and family mashwaras? This is from Mauritius. Maybe Ustad could advise the sister point number one, point number two. As a widow in Islam, what are my rights amongst family and family mashwaras? Ustad. Very important, Mohana, as I said to you earlier on, that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, Allah shall grant gentle fiddles to the parents who receive their daughter once she becomes a divorcee or a widow, mm-hmm. and they give her the same respect, and they take care of her financially, and they don't consider her a burden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall grant her, grant the parents Jannatul Firdaus. If you look at this hadith, the privileges that she enjoyed before marriage, and alhamdulillah, she has come back, not by choice, whatever reason the marriage didn't work out, or the husband passed away. I mean, death is in Allah's hand. It's not in her hand. So now she comes back. So do you treat her like an outsider? No, Islam doesn't teach you that. She has equal rights in the sense when there's a shura in the family, she can give her rights, she can give her opinion. Inshallah, it can be considered or it can be rejected. But she should be treated as part and parcel of Sons and daughters, like how the other sons have a say, the other daughters, she has a say also in Islam. That's what Sharia has made it quite clear. 
You can't treat her like an out- outsider because now she's a divorcee and now she's a widow. Widow. Mm. You have to treat her with respect. You have to also include her. She's part and parcel of the family. So this is the, how you would go about as parents when your daughter comes back as a widow. Give her the utmost respect, and she enjoys the same privileges which she enjoyed before she got married. Mm. Most however, is to look after those Muslim children also. It's her children, love them equally, care for them, and provide for them. Allahu Akbar. Ustad, 0-8-4-7-8-6-3-1-3-2. With due respect, I'm sorry to say this, respected Molana Salim, but why are our widows, it says here, why are they selling their bodies? There are so many men who will marry them and take them as a second wife. You know, the brother says here, anonymous, he says, I'm ready to marry a widow. But why? Why don't they want to become a second wife? But I mean, Ustad, even that, taking a widow as a second wife, even that, we can't even look after them, Ustad. Well, subhanAllah, his intentions are noble, you uh-huh. want to marry a widow. Uh-huh. But well, enough, there's a way to approach. Uh-huh. You see, one of the Sharia's ruling, this is also that when a woman is serving her idrib, if she's a divorcee or if she's a widow, uh-huh. You are not allowed in Sharia as a woman. You are mourning the death of your husband. Mm. You should dress plain and simple. You should not beautify yourself. You should not go out of the house unnecessarily. You cannot attend functions. You cannot attend parties and you cannot even attend weddings. You need to stay at home, inshallah, and respect mm. the death of your husband. And it is haram while in your idrat to entertain any sort of proposal. A lot of men do this. A woman is still in Iddat, they're making calls. They are asking to marry her. Yes, after her Iddat, you have all the rights to propose, Alhamdulillah, if it's accepted, Alhamdulillah, Fabiha. But as you said now, I want to marry, but the widows, okay. Now, Mulana, mm-hmm. this is also another problem I want to bring to your attention. I'm uh-huh. saying all the widows, but this is one of the questions they ask. Uh-huh. First thing, there's many widows spoke to me, Murana, and they said, Murana, uh, financially, I'm looking for a, for, for a partner mm-hmm. uh, who can look after me financially. Mm-hmm. This is the first question. What's there for me in this marriage? The purpose of marriage is procreation. Yes. The, pro, the purpose of marriage is sukoon. But now the thinking has changed. Some of the sisters are saying, what day for me? Do I will I get a house? Will I get a credit card? Will I have a, a holiday? Will I have jewelry? Now it has become about money. Then who wants to marry? Obviously, nobody is going to marry. This is unfortunately some of the sisters, not all. Mm. I've spoken to some of the sisters. The first thing I said, why don't you get married, sister? She says, Manana, what's in there for me? What can you give me? What can you give me financial backing and financial support? When you make nikah, iltamisul rinafin nikah. Rasulullah said, Inshallah, when you marry sincerely with the intention of pleasing Allah, Allah will open the doors of grace for you. <laughs> you beforehand, you think, what are you going to give me? What is there for me in the marriage? What financial support will I get? Then obviously Allah's barakat is not in your marriage. <laughs> so some of the sisters, unfortunately, I'm not saying all, but some of the sisters. One sister said, you know what, I love to get divorced because every time I get divorced, I get a new house. No, start. Uh, in uh, I'm serious. Mm. I said, you, I'm getting married in community or property, Morana. 
This is what we see, but we need to change that contract. Many of us are married in the olden days also. We married in community of property, which means that whatever the husband owns, I'll get half of it. Whatever the wife owns, the husband will get half of it. This is un-Islamic, it's haram. What is yours, whatever your parents gave to you, whatever they gifted to you, is yours. Mm. I don't have the right to claim half of it. So unfortunately, there are many marriages, Marana, they need to, inshallah, speak to the Darul Iftad, inshallah, mm. how mm. to correct that. Yeah, there's a big process that you have to go in, because as, as a Muslim ummah, we all need an ANC contract, which means anti-naptural contract, mm-hmm. which means that whatever the husband owns is his. Whatever the wife came in, the nikah from the day of her marriage till the day she dies, it belongs to her. Mm. Yes, inheritance will definitely play its role, but unfortunately this is also happening, that I want to get married in community of property because I have to safeguard my future. If my husband divorced me and he's a multi-billionaire, I can claim half his estate. Even though I never worked, I never owned anything because the law in South Africa says half of it belongs to me. So the lady said, well, I like to get divorced because every time, I'm not saying all, the one sister said to me, every time I got divorced, well, I got a new house. Mm. The intentions are wrong. Gee, it's wrong. You get married for the place of Allah. Gee, you're for, for procreation and increasing the ummah of Rasulullah. The brother, Allah reward him, he's got good intention. Inshallah, he does his homework. They are some good matchmakers, Marana. Inshallah, Aziz. One sister told us, Marana, why we not on Markaz Sahaba? We must also open up a, a bureau on this. <laughs> Marana, we get old, we're going to the cover before time. We can't do that, Marana. It's a very risky. And sometimes it's a, it's a very daunting task. It's not easy to find the right partner. A lot of times you get blamed. Mm. We gave proposals and we gave our references. Unfortunately, the marriage didn't work out. Mm. And unfortunately, we get blamed. Mm. So, yes, inshallah, all of these, we should do our homework and make istikhara, mm. ask people, and inshallah, then go ahead and take the first step to get married. Mm-hmm. Ustad, uh, uh, I'm going to read for you two questions And I'm going to ask, inshallah, uh, Ustad I'm just looking at the question I'm going to ask Ustad, inshallah uh, We've got about uh, five minutes left I'm going to ask Ustad to give a uh, few advice To all the listeners out there All our widows, widowers and all the orphans out there uh, Somebody says here from Alberton uh, Would you respect Molana, uh, Molana Salim? Molanas are also doing this to these traumatized Muslim women, you know, uh, that's from Alberton. We'll start listen to this one here. Um, uh, it's Little Adil. Uh, I'm, I'm, it says here, uh, Molana Salim, my name is Adil, Little Adil. Um, my both parents passed away in a car accident. My beloved mommy, my beloved daddy. I used to call them Abu and Ummi. And he says here, I'm an orphan. I'm 11 years old. I'm being ill-treated by my step-parents. How I wish my mom and dad were here just to sleep next to me, next to them. Brother Adil, little Adil, Ustad. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ya Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. With great love and muhabbat. Mm. I'm just that, you know, whoever has taken custody of yes, Ustad. beautiful little Adil, Give him the same love that his parents gave to him, mm. treating like they own. He's pining for his mother and his father. And to bring happiness, joy and happiness, a smile into the face of a child is such an act of ibadah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa loved children. 
whenever a child was born, the parents would bring the child into Masjid al-Nabawi wrapped in a piece of cloth. And Rasulullah used to carry the child. Sometimes they would mess Rasulullah's clothes. They, don't, they didn't have nappies or they didn't have pampers like what we have today. Mm. They would just wrap the child in a piece of cloth and bring for dua to Rasulullah And whenever the fruits of Medina were ready and it was brought to Masjid al-Nawawi for Rasulullah for dua and barakah, Rasulullah used to call the children and give it to them. Sometimes Rasulullah would play with the children and say to them, whoever comes first to me, I will give him a gift. Can you imagine Rahmatul Lil Alameen who spoke to Allah directly in the arsh? I'm crying, Ustad. On the farsh, he's playing with masoom children. Mm. And he said to Hadrat Hassan and Hussein, these are my two flowers. Allah, what <laughs> And here Rasulullah said, the person who looks after a yatim on the day of Qiyamah, mm. how close is going to be with me in Jannah. Mm. So may Allah Ta'ala make it easy for Adil and whoever is looking after him. Ustad, Ustad. We really, we really admire him for coming on air and telling us what is happening. Ustad. And we all, as all of us on Marqa Sahaba, we are going to make dua. Amin. Let's Amin. Make it easy for you, and inshallah, whoever is taking, looking after you, Allah Ta'ala give them hidayah, some raham and mercy, and inshallah, look after you exactly like how you would like love yes. your mother and your father to love you. Ustad, a little Adil says, Molana Salim, they throw it on my face. That's why your both parents left you. No, Ustad, you can't be so harsh. Come on, Ustad. People got no, no, no man, Ustad, man. No, man. His heart is a rock. You're talking to an innocent child, masoom child. Marana, children don't know how to express emotions. Marana, we as adults, we become emotional. We don't know how to control ourselves. Here is a 12-year-old child. Marana. And such harsh words. One person came to Hadith Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and said, you know, my heart is like a rock. Sure. What must I do? What advice did she give? He said, I heard Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, Put your hand on the head of a yateen child. The number of hay on his head that touches your hand, Allah will forgive your gunas and sins. Ya Allah, Akbar. These parents or this uncle, they are depriving themselves of so much sawab. Even if, if they hug their child, Subhanallah. Just put the hand on the head. Allah. When we go to people's home, little children come to us. Parents say, please make dua. And we put our hand over the little child or little girl or little boy's head. Or head and we say, Allah Ta'ala, give him barakallah. Keep you happy. Imagine Rasulullah is giving the ummah advice. We've got a hard heart as a rock. You can't even shed one tear. You can't even smile. Put your hand on the head of a yatim child. But Ustad, why are you taking that responsibility to look after an orphan if you can't, Ustad? I mean, look at little Adil. All the listeners are crying, Ustad. Why are you taking that responsibility, Ustad? It's like if it's like me passing away and you taking care of my son, little Ubaidullah Talha. And then you turn on his face, you say, that's why your parents left you. No, Ustad. No. Some, some animosity or some feud between the brothers. Mm. It goes not as an underlying factor here. Something must have transpired. So the anger and the frustration they're taking out on this masoom child, which is totally innocent. The child knows nothing. 
So it's very selfish, Mulana. May Allah Ta'ala give hidayat to whoever is looking after this Masoom Adil. Or if you can get the numbers of those Jee, people, inshallah, maybe somebody should go and speak to them. Mm. It's not nice to see a little child cry. Mm. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved children. Ji, Allah Akbar. Mm. His own Ibrahim. Allah Akbar. Ji, I mean, you're going to cry, Mulana. Mm. Rasulullah Allah gave Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a son by the name of Ibrahim. Mm. Amhadrat Aliya Qibadiya. Mm. Rasulullah adored him. 17 months old, playing with Rasulullah. Rasulullah is playing with him, loving such a beautiful child. Allahu Akbar. One day Rasulullah is in the masjid. The message comes, Ya Rasulullah, please rush home. Ibrahim is in Sakarat. Rasulullah comes home, grabs Ibrahim, holds him in his arm, and tears are rolling down Rasulullah's eyes. Rasulullah is in tears. <laughs> One Sahabi stood up and said, Ya Rasulullah, you told us not to cry. Mm. How is it that you cry? Allahu Akbar. Rasulullah looked at that Sahabi and said, I'm not crying because I'm complaining to Allah. Ibrahim is part of my blood. He's part of my flesh. Allah I love Allah. him unconditionally. Allah. I'm not crying because my Allah has taken him away. I'm happy. He's an amanat from Allah. But it's only natural that a father or a mother will cry. <laughs> Allahu the mother is crying. Hadith Maria Thibetia is crying because she's breastfeeding. Rasulullah goes up to her and she's asking Rasulullah, what's going to happen to my to the milk in my breast? I was breastfeeding Ibrahim. In the book of Sira is written. So Rasulullah Sallallahu comforted her and said, do you know where is Ibrahim now? Sure. The hoors of Jannah are breastfeeding him. Who? The hoors of Jannah. I'm feeding him in Jannah. If you want, I'll ask Allah to remove the veils. And from this dunya, you will see Ibrahim in Jannah. You want me to do that? She said, Amen to Billahi wa Rasul. Ya Rasulullah, whatever you say is haqq, I believe in. I don't want you to show me. You are Allah's Rasul, Amen to Billahi wa Rasul. Mm. Rasulullah could show so much of love. So may Allah Ta'ala give us Prophet Let us love our children, let's hug them. Never mind whoever they are, whatever they are, they are your children. Mm. But on the day of Qiyamat, mm. you will be looking for sawab. Allah will say to you, see this heap of sawab behind you? You left behind this masum children who said, Allahumma firli. Allahumma firli wa li walidayya. Allah. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> And you left the dunya, your children raised their hands and they made Isali sawab for you, they made dua for you, this is the sawab that you see. Allahu Akbar. Love your children, hug them, buy gifts for them. Mm. And also give them Mubarak Baad. If they have done good, a good deed, Alhamdulillah, give them, give them some incentive. Never hit your child, never swear your child, never curse your child. Mm. I'll be here for you. You see, mothers, are very proud of their children. Indeed. It happens, it happens in this world. I just I saw an article just now before I went on here. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me a clip. There were three mothers. You know, in the olden days, you go India, Pakistan, 
or you find in a rural area, there's one pump for water. Uh-huh. All the ladies sit with their buckets to collect the water. Indeed. So three mothers are sitting. So the one mother was filling water. Hassan, Hassan went past. Mm. So now she's bragging to the other two mothers. See, this son of mine, mashallah, is going to a top school. Uh-huh. You can see the mother is struggling there to fill water and carry the water. But that mother... When her son passes, she's saying to the other two, MashaAllah, you know, my son, like how we say, my child is going to this very uh, elite school, ah, the best university. The second son passed, and the mother is filling the, the water into the bucket. She now says, you see, this son that went past, yeah, mm. he's, MashaAllah, he's got a degree, he's studying in such a beautiful school and university. Mm-hmm. The third one, SubhanAllah, she filled the water. Allah. And the son came and she said, he said to his mother, Ami, can I carry this water for you? It's so heavy for you. Let me help you. The first two sons, what they did, they just walked past their mother. Allah. The third one, the son went up to his mother and helped her to fill the bucket of water and carried it. And she said to the two, my son also went to a very, very, very nice school where they taught him ki ma ki per ke niche jannati. Mm. Under the feet of the mother lies jannati. This is my son. Ustad, it's four minutes after ten. Come on. Uh, uh, from, from, from the bottom of your heart. From the bottom of my heart. Let us let us leave our program with a beautiful smile to all our be- beloved sisters out there. All the widows. That sister that uh, she said, husband passed away after he was shot and I had to sell my body to my brother-in-law for, for them to look after me with my five children. A beautiful advice for her, Ustad. To little Adil, Ustad. To that brother that said, tell the sister who told her to open our aura. Maybe she's doing that because she was enjoying it and today now she's feeling guilty. Ustad. Give one for the road. Touch our hearts to start. I'm giving you two months before we leave the program and before we close the program to start. I'm giving you a hadith. I think today is a very sad day. A very sad night, actually. And when you listen to the sadness and grief of the Ummah, it really brings tears to you. And so many times you have to thank Allah, Allah, you haven't put me through this. Allah, you save my son, my daughters, my daughters, my wives. Allah, you save me from this. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, never laugh of the misfortune of your fellow Muslim brother because it is a strong possibility that Allah will make you zalil in your own house. Sure. We have this bad habit of laughing at the unfortunateness of people. Sometimes they go through difficulties and hardship. We mock them, we laugh at them, mm. we ridicule them. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ask Allah for afiyat at all times. And do not laugh at the shortcomings mm. of the Muslim Ummah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives Israel, Allah ta'ala also will disgrace you. And you can be disgraced right sitting in your home. One second hadith of Rasulullah. Jisne kisi apni musalman bhai ko achanak kar diya. A fellow Muslim brother or sister happy unexpectedly. For the pleasure of Allah, Allah shall grant him jannah. You know, give people happiness. Throw happiness to people. Mm. 
دعا کیجیے دعا لیجیے دعا دعا دیجیے معاف کرنا سیکھو لوگوں کو معاف کرو اور دوسروں کو اپنے لیے معاف کرتے Well, I'm going, to, I, I, I'm going to love and leave you, my beloved Fadila, to start. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having this thinking and this feeling that I think you and myself and you, Ustad, we need to have, this, uh, we need to have a program on matchmaking. How's that? <laughs> no problem. Inshallah, next week, Murana. Inshallah, no problem. We should do this. Yeah. Let's help the Ummah, Murana. Let's help them. If one person gets married through our help, yeah, Murana. Yes, Ustad. Allah will give us forgiveness. No problem. Hmm. It is such a great ibadah to make peace between two people. You know, one of the greatest forms of Ibadat, Malana, uh-huh. when husband and wife are fighting, a third party comes there, inshallah, and he makes peace. Mm. He doesn't want this home to break. You fight till the end. I told one sister today, mm-hmm. don't become a victim, you must be a fighter. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So But it's a great form of Ibadat, Malana. Inshallah. To help to make a home, Malana. Why not, inshallah? Matchmaking! We'll discuss that <laughs> next week, Malana. Maybe our, our, our listeners can give us some input, and we'll give you some directive. what to look for and what not to look for. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 my advice is just look, uh, just look out for the qualities of Hazrat Malana Salim and the qualities of uh, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hantia Ustad. <laughs> no, inshallah, we're such wonderful people. Allah, 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 I love you my beloved beautiful listeners I love you Wallahi, little Adil, I love you I love you my little baby Wallahi, if, if Malana was there I would have hugged you hugged you and kissed you and tell you how much I love you Wallahi, Malana will make special dua for you tomorrow morning during my tahajjud time to all the beautiful wonderful listeners of the remember one thing in life Wallahi, Allah is always with you just remember that what I'm telling you this evening no matter where you are No matter you are in the shark's mouth, you are in the, in the, in the, in the sea, in the deepest underneath the sea. Remember this, Allah is with you. For myself, my beloved engineer, brother Lakalo, Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Karim, and all of you out there, have a beautiful night, have a beautiful sleep. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same day, same time, inshallah, on our program, As-Safinatu Ila Al-Jannah. For myself, اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واهد الناس جميعا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته